Hi, this is Dan Miller from 48 Days to the Work You Love. You're listening to my longtime friend, Brian Holmes, on the Strategic Leader Podcast. You know, understanding how you lead is the first key to unlocking your ultimate success. Now back to Brian. Welcome to the Strategic Leader Podcast, a program all about transforming minds and developing leaders. Our goal is to challenge your thinking, expand your vision, and awaken the emerging leader in you. Now, here is your leadership mentor and coach, and the host of the Strategic Leader Podcast, Brian Holmes. Welcome, everyone, to episode number 161 of the Strategic Leader Podcast. Great to have you with us on the program today. Hey, we're gathering emerging leaders together from all over the world, and we are focusing on becoming the leader that we are created to be. Going to be an awesome episode today. I'm talking about Project Detox, my 90-day quest for a healthier mind, body, and spirit. It's going to be really good. Well, over the past few months, maybe even five to six months, I have become aware that I am emotionally and spiritually toxic. You say, man, what an admission for the whole world to hear on the podcast. Well, I'm not saying that I'm mentally unstable, although some would argue, (laughs) but I am aware that I have been a little agitated easily frustrated, at times quick to anger, maybe a little quicker than I would like to be. I've also noticed myself entertaining worry a little bit more, entertaining fear a little bit more than I normally would. I've just been not me, if that makes sense. I've just... I have tuned into the frequency that helps me to see clearly that right now, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, I am just a little bit off course. You know, I'm, I'm normally a very positive and hopeful kind of a person. I'm always looking to the future uh, with a very positive outlook. But lately, I am keenly aware that something's off, and I want to get a handle on it. In fact, I've been asking myself, how how can this be? Is there something fundamentally wrong with me? Have I changed, possibly? Have I become a different person? What is at the root of this attitudinal shift in my own heart? Well, the last couple of weeks, really the last month, I've been intentionally pondering this. I've been looking at it very closely. To be very honest with you, I've asked God to help me to see what's going on inside of me. I think I know the answer. The answer is I am infected. No, I don't have a biological or physiological disease, thank God. But I am infected with a present-day cultural disease that has fundamentally affected my spirit, 
my soul, and in some ways, even my physical body. That's why I've decided to make a radical adjustment to my normal activities, to my normal exposures. On the program today, I'm going to invite you to consider joining me in this quest. On this program, I want to dive into this, and I'm very serious about this because I've been weighing this very carefully in my own mind and heart for weeks now. But today, I'm talking about a new project that I'm taking on. It's called Project Detox. It's a 90-day journey towards a healthier mind, a healthier body, and a healthier spirit. We're living in what has been referred to as the information age. In fact, some would say that it's the post-information age. Let me tell you what I mean by that. Well, to say that we have anything available to us at our fingertips is really an understatement. Just a few years ago, it took hours, maybe days, maybe even weeks for a news story to break on the public wire. You might not know the details about certain events or incidents for a long time. Today, however, within mere minutes, the entire world begins to be barraged with information, speculation, spin, agenda-laced sound bites regarding any particular story that may happen. If you have an airliner that crashes, which we've had one recently over in Egypt, uh, literally within moments of that aircraft going off of radar contact, the entire world, every news network around the world begins speculation and the spin and the negative inputs because now information literally travels at the speed of thought. Take into consideration the nature of current news cycles. What about the political wrangling that is going on in the U.S. and around the world, for that matter? I've just recently returned from a trip to southern Africa where I visited two countries. I visited Zimbabwe, which that was my 30th time to visit that country. I also visited Zambia. Both countries, especially Zimbabwe, but both countries in tremendous economic turmoil, tremendous social turmoil. Uh, there are so many things happening there, and you have all of these people uh, warring and fighting and wrangling for power. We are barraged every day with news headlines regarding the war on terror and ISIS and ISIL and Al-Qaeda and this attack or that possible imminent situation, we are looking at hate-filled, violence-filled protests and movements going on in the most unlikely places. Economic concerns and all of these things being constantly just thrown at us via the mechanisms that are the perpetrators of information. All in all, we have a perceived lack of opportunity, a perceived uh, idea or picture of 
of what the world is becoming, and it is just overwhelming. This group hates that group. Uh, This group vilifies and labels that person because they said this, and profuse judgments being rendered and ridicule and name-calling and accusations and all of this nonsense, tweeting out vile thoughts and ideas toward other individuals. It's just it's just crazy. Murders, violent crimes, injustices, rife corruption. And let me tell you, uh, I have seen corruption in other parts of the world, but the truth is, and I live in the United States of America, there's every bit as much corruption in our country as there is anywhere in the world. It's just more sophisticated, and we are constantly having to deal with this. Well, let me move from from political and violence and all that. And let's just talk about the entertainment industry. Let's talk about those inputs for a moment. Television programs, dramas, even our situation comedies, our sitcoms, all of these are engineered and written with the intention of programming our subconscious mind to fear, to to look at life negatively, to possibly even conjure up anger and rage and prejudice and violence. These inputs are not inconsequential. These inputs that we subject ourselves to willingly are not without their effect, not without their impact, not without their consequence. We are literally, ladies and gentlemen, under assault. Literally, we're under assault. We are constantly being subjected to the agendas of those who want to divide, to create hatred, to propagate negativity and pessimism. It is just everywhere. And no, I'm not being negative in saying this. I'm I'm trying to bring to your attention, possibly by, by maybe shaking you a little bit, that we are literally under attack mentally, spiritually, and emotionally. And if we don't get a control on the inputs that we are subjecting our minds and our hearts to, we're going to to go down a path that could be very detrimental to our culture, to our society, to the nations we live in, and to our own success and our own leadership. Let's look at a few of the mediums through which we contract this infection. Obviously, the news networks, CNN, Fox News, MSNBC, the BBC, the the Al Jazeera network, and my gosh, they go on and on. Listen, if you know anything about the news cycles today, this is literally the mantra in that arena. If it bleeds, it leads, meaning they know that violence, murder, uh, negative political reports, everything that is awful about our culture, if they can somehow find a story that bleeds, And they're going to lead that news cycle with that story because they know it's going to draw in ratings, which, by the way, also draws in dollars. And as if it's not enough that they barrage us with this nonsense, the news cycles, if you watch the same network for one hour, you will see the same stories repeated over and over and over again because they don't want you to see it once. They want you to see it over and over and over again because that stuff is intoxicating. Well, that's the television news networks. What about 
the online news sites. And let me tell you, every one of those networks have websites. And by the way, more and more people are receiving their information via the smartphone they hold in their hand. Therefore, people are like, they have notifications set that every time a breaking news story comes across the wire, it bings them on their phone and they are sitting there uh, detracting their attention, moving their attention from what is productive and what is life-giving and what is moving them towards success and their goals. And they're taking in more negativity, taking in more crap. And yes, I said crap on this program. Online news sites, television shows, man, even the dramas we watch. And I I will confess to you that I have, in this last cycle, this last season, the fall season of television in the U.S., there's about five or six shows that I would not miss an episode. If I missed it on regular broadcast television, I would go online and make sure I made up the episodes because I, you get addicted to the storyline, addicted to the the drama, to the the various things that are happening, the various nuances. Who's gonna take out this person? Who did this crime? Uh, what type of case are we gonna be working on in the next episode? It's it's literally an addiction in our culture. But we need to understand that those television shows. The, the only way they're successful is to captivate the imagination, and they do so through murder, through espionage, through adultery, fornication, uh, storylines and innuendos of homosexuality, and so much death. Think about it. Think about what you're taking in via your eyes, via your senses when you watch television programs. Radio is the same as TV. It's just it's audible versus visual. But the point is, it's the same thing. What are you listening to? What are you taking in? The billboards we have on our highways, the advertisement and marketing we're subject to, all of it fear-based. If you don't have this product, you're going to miss out on this. Do I dare talk about talk shows? Rush, Hannity, Levin, those are good guys. And and, and if you're a if you're more on the liberal side of, of belief systems, I'm sure you have hosts that you listen to. But the point is, I'm not faulting the individuals, but I'm saying when you listen to those programs over and over and over again, it, it causes this thing in your heart of striving and, and agitation and anger and, and fear because it's just the constant repetition of negativity and fear and, and what happens if this person gets elected and what happens if this person's policies come into order. Well, in my case, there's always these little side neighborhood conversations taking place between neighbor A and neighbor B and dinner table conversations. Even family gets involved in it. Mine included. The water cooler conversations at your job or at your workplace, the debates that happen between friends. I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, all of these inputs are literally sucking the life from us and causing us to become extremely toxic. You know, even our politicians, our elected officials, are intentionally feeding the frenzy. They're intentionally dropping news conferences and talking about this and that in order to perpetuate the anger, perpetuate the fear, perpetuate the chaos and the divisiveness Everybody, everybody has an agenda. And may I suggest to you that you and I are the ones caught 
in the middle of this game. We're the pawns in the game. Well, I, for one, have decided to change the rules of the game. <laughs> I have. I, I've just realized that my spirit, my mind, my emotional state is so caught up in this vortex of fear-mongering and hatred and bitterness and agitation and all that's just swirling around in our culture today. We, we literally live in a toxic environment, and I've decided I'm not playing anymore. I'm taking myself out of that game. I refuse to be a spectator even. I'm not going to sit on the sidelines and cheer one team on and not cheer the I I'm just I'm removing myself from the stadium that is toxicity. I'm taking control of my mind, of my heart, of my thoughts. And you say, Brian, is that is that biblical? Yes, it's biblical. The apostle Paul talked about this on more than one occasion as it relates to our thought life. One passage says you have to literally take every thought captive, take it prisoner, meaning if there are things that are barraging your mind that are leading you away from your leadership, away from being effective, away from success, away from productivity, if you're caught up in the vortex of of noise that is drawing life from you and not adding life to you, then you have to take those things prisoner. I'm doing that. I'm reclaiming the sanctity of the environment that I live in. I am choosing, ladies and gentlemen, to turn off the noise. I am choosing to be very selective about the inputs that I allow inside my mind, inside my spirit man. From this point forward, I just have to to refuse to allow other people who have no specific interest in me or my success to determine the condition of my soul. The old acronym that we've all heard, G-I-G-O. Garbage in, garbage out. Garbage in, garbage out. It's no wonder that the outcomes we're experiencing in our life are, are less than what it is we're capable of. There's no wonder that the outcomes and the results we're experiencing are are short of what we have the potential to create because we are willfully allowing so many things to infiltrate and inseminate our mind and our spirit and our hearts. And it's time to stop that. Listen, you cannot eat a diet of Oreo cookies and Coca-Cola, and Pepsi, and orange soda, and chocolate cake, and and vanilla ice cream. You can't have a, a diet of all sweets all the time, all fast food all the time. If you do, the, the facts are, the science is, you're going to destroy your body, destroy your health, live a very short and unfulfilling life. Why? Because it's garbage in, garbage out. You can't consume pornography and filth and vile comedy all day long and expect your marriage to survive, your relationships to survive, your language, your personal language to be pure and right. You, you, you just can't take all that in without expecting it to eventually show up in your life in other areas. Science has proven you can't 
be addicted to video games and play video games 24-7 and expect to have any type of a healthy social life outside of yourself. It's just not possible. Garbage in, garbage out. You are what you eat. Your life will reflect what you consume the most of. So all of that to say, I'm taking on a new project. I'm calling it Project Detox. My normal routine for, gosh, as long as I can remember, is not really horrible, but it looks something kind of like this. I wake up in the morning. I I grab a usually a glass of water just to hydrate myself a little bit. I go straight to my Nespresso machine. That's not a espresso machine, but the brand Nespresso machine. If you don't know anything about Nespresso coffee, you need to know about Nespresso coffee. But I make myself my first cup of coffee. I usually go straight into my office. I, I'm ashamed to say that the first thing I do is I launch my internet browser, and I begin looking at and reviewing the news sites that I like to read. I read the headlines. I read the articles if they interest me. I watch uh, the news videos that are associated with these articles, and I'm trying to catch up on the news for that day. I, I look at this murder and that crime and that overseas incident and that plane crash and that political pundit and this I, and I just immediately began to immerse myself in the news under the auspices that I want to be well informed and I'll talk more about that now get this think I want you to think about the order my water my coffee and then I immediately start taking in all this negative stuff and then as if to justify myself then I do my devotions <laughs> I read my Bible and I do my walk for the day and I might listen to something motivational while I'm walking. And then I get in my car to go to my office and I listen to talk shows, the morning talk shows on the way in, political talk shows, that is. And I listen to all the sound bites that they're playing and, and discussing and talking about. And I just, I st before I even get to work, I've, I've taken in all the news and all that mess. And then I'm now I'm taking in the, the talk shows. I get to work and I wonder why my mind's scattered and, and jacked up and short-circuiting because I've been taking in all this garbage already before 9 o'clock in the morning. I work all day and during the day I'll occasionally jump on the internet and check the sites to see if any new news stories are breaking. Why? Because I want to be well-informed. I go home, I have dinner with my family and I watch one or two of my crime shows that I love and I'll I'll finish it, wrap up my day, checking out the new evening news cycles on TV or on the internet. Then I go to bed and I get up the next day and I do it all over again. At best, my, my pattern has been 10% positive input. That's my devotionals and maybe some reading that I do. And 90% junk. 90% junk. How can I possibly expect to experience optimum results, optimum outcomes? How can I expect to be able to pour into someone else's life positive, life-giving input if I myself am working from a reservoir of 90% negative input? Think about it. It's a real problem. Not to mention the fact that in a very general sense, I've already mentioned I've been angry and agitated and just 
short fused and all those things because of all of the stuff that I've been digesting and ingesting. Well, today for me, that changes. I've embarked on, and I say, I say today, it's already begun. When you hear this episode, I will be several weeks into this process. But I have embarked on a 90-day detoxification process. During this time, I am strategically and intentionally selecting the inputs that I will allow inside my mind. I desperately want to purge myself of all of the unnecessary and detrimental noise. And on the flip side, I want to feed my mind and my spirit with things that bring life, that bring hope, that bring confidence, and that bring purpose. So what is the prescription? Well, I'm going to share with you my specific plan, but before I do that, I want to give you what I believe to be three necessary precursors to a successful detox. This is kind of the foundation. Before you develop a specific plan for you, I think these three things are, are just prerequisites. You've got to get these pl- things in place. Number one, recognize and acknowledge your current condition. I think you need to, to, in my case, I asked God, help me to see what's going on inside of me. And I began to see some things that I did not like. Attitudes, anger, agitation, frustration, negativity, a very pessimistic view on the possibilities that existed in my own life. I began to see negative things taking place in my relationship with my wife, with my kids, and and conversations that got really intense when they should not have. And and all I began to just evaluate, gosh, man, look at the fruit, and where's that coming from? It's so important that you begin by recognizing your current condition and acknowledging it, saying, yep, I'm something's not right here, and I've got to deal with some things. Number two, decide. Make a clear decision that you're no longer going to continue being a willing consumer of toxic inputs and other people's agendas. Decide that you will no longer continue being a willing consumer of toxic inputs and agendas. So you recognize and acknowledge, then you have to decide, I'm changing this, period. It's got to change. I will change. I'm, I'm taking action right now on this. And then three, you have to identify specific channels that you must unplug from in order to achieve a spiritual and emotional detox, right? By channels, I simply mean the inputs, like the ones I mentioned before, television, news, websites, anything that's that's feeding the toxicity in your emotional system. Those are the channels that you must unplug from in order to achieve a spiritual and emotional detox. So once you've done those three things, then you can begin to craft a specific plan to reclaim what I call soundness of mind, which, by the way, very much affects your spirit man and your physical body. So let me tell you what my plan is particularly. This is Brian's detox plan, 90 days, maybe beyond. Every detox involves both elimination 
and replacement. I'm drawing a metaphor here to a physical detox, but a successful detox involves both eliminating the bad stuff and then replacing it with good stuff. You purge your system from all the negative elements and then replace those elements with proper nutrition, with probiotics, with other supplements that foster health and vitality. That's how we do a physical detox. Well, the same is true with an emotional or a spiritual detox. So as I mentioned, for the next 90 days and probably for much longer than that, I'm eliminating the following things from my life. I'm going to tell you what I'm replacing them with in a moment. But let me tell you what I'm eliminating from my life for the next 90 days. Number one, I am eliminating all news or journalistic inputs. You say, gosh, that's radical. Yes, it is. But I don't know that I can just eliminate 60% of it and be okay taking in 40% because the 40% is still negative. So I'm, I've decided that I'm not going to watch the news. I'm not going to listen to any news on the radio, the television. I'm not going to go online on the Internet and do any news websites whatsoever, no news or journalistic inputs for 90 days. He said, well, Brian, how are you going to be informed about world matters and, and things that are going on in the U.S. And, and the political landscape and this campaign and blah, 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 blah. Let me tell you, tell you my feeling on that. I don't need to be informed in that kind of a way, and I'll tell you why. There's nothing that can possibly happen in the news cycles and in that arena that is going to affect me so much so that it will sway my decisions in how I live my life. I just don't believe that uh, an airplane crashing or a murder being committed or a political person falling out of the race or whatever, none of that has immediate bearing on my spiritual, my emotional condition. I don't need to know that to succeed. I don't need to know those things to lead well. So I'm choosing to eliminate all news all journalistic inputs on television, radio, and internet for the next 90 days. Number two, I'm eliminating all radio talk show programs from my intake. In other words, I'm not listening to any of those guys, any of the pundits. I don't, at this point, I don't care what they have to say because all that stuff does is make me mad. So I'm just, I'm just cutting it out. This one's going to get you. Number three, I am eliminating all email subscriptions and updates from my email inbox that are unrelated to my business, my personal leadership, and my life. You say, oh my gosh. I'm talking about marketing ads, programs, news updates. If it's not positive and not adding value to my life or my business. I'm not just going to delete it from my inbox. I'm going to unsubscribe from it so it doesn't come into my inbox because you and I both know that if it pops into your inbox, you've got mail. What is our natural instinct? We want to see what mail we have. So I'm going to see to it that it doesn't come to my inbox. I'm going to scrap it completely where I don't have to look at it. Number four, oh boy, this one's going to really rub some of you the wrong way. 
but I am eliminating all of my television watching for 90 days. That's right. No TV for 90 days. You say, Game of Thrones, NCIS. But how am I going to know what happens to so-and-so? If that is your attitude toward a television show, I worry about you anyway. But I'm telling you, for me, this is for me, I can survive without watching dramas, murders, mysteries, comedies, entertainment for 90 days. In fact, I, I believe a lot of people use that as an escape, and it takes them off point. I'm not judging, because I love to watch television. I'm just saying, for this process, for my 90-day detox, I'm going to eliminate all television for 90 days. Number five, I'm going to avoid and, if at all possible, eliminate involvement in all social conversations about politics, world affairs, the economy, etc. for the next 90 days. What does that mean? Well, when I'm out to dinner with somebody or if I'm out at my own kitchen table or at my in-law's house or wherever it might be, whatever social setting I find myself in, I'm going to purposefully disengage from conversations that are caught up in opinions and bantering and all that stuff. I just don't want to talk about it. You say, well, that's sticking your head in the sand. No, it's not sticking my head in the sand. It is choosing not to get caught up in the strife and the contention that often follows those conversations. You say, gosh, Brian, this is serious. Yeah, it is. Number six, I'm going to avoid and, if possible, eliminate all social interactions where I would be around people who ooze negativity, fear, or other forms of crap. <laughs> Sorry. I'm just telling it like it is. I, I don't want to be around social settings or social parties or groups of people or, or cultures or environments at work if, if I have to avoid certain settings in order to, to not get oozed on with negativity, fear, and other stuff, I'm just going to avoid those altogether. And then that leads me to number seven, which is one step further. If necessary, I will suspend or cut off relationships with people who are toxic and unwilling to deal with it. So again... What am I eliminating? All news or journalistic inputs. That's TV, radio, internet. I'm not going to participate in any radio talk shows. I'm going to eliminate all email subscriptions and updates that are unrelated to my business or to my personal success. I'm not watching any television for 90 days. I'm going to avoid or eliminate all opportunities for there to be social conversations about politics, world affairs, the economy, I simply will not participate in those. I'm going to stay away from any social events or social environments or or pods where I might be around people who are just incredibly negative or full of fear or oozing other stuff. I'm just not going to be around them. And if necessary, I will suspend relationships with people I would normally hang out with, but if they're toxic, I'm not going to participate 
or 90 days. This may sound drastic to you, and maybe it is. Maybe it's really drastic. But I'm going to tell you something. I am convinced that by taking this action and committing this 90 days to my personal, emotional, spiritual, and mental health, I really believe I'm going to see a major turn in my life. Now, just as important as eliminating the negative inputs, it's so important that you replace them with positive life-building inputs. So let me give you a few things that I'm going to be very intentional about adding to my life. Some of these I've already been doing, but on a smaller scale. But now that I'm going to have all this extra time (laughs) and bandwidth, these are the things that I plan to do to fill myself up, to build myself up in faith and possibility thinking. Number one, daily Bible reading. This is just me. If you're not a Bible reader, not a Christian, that's okay. Find something else to, to, to read. But daily Bible reading, in my case, I listen to the Bible on audio every day. I'm going to listen to one daily, one sermon per day or presentation. I should say sermon or presentation by people like people that I like to listen to, Andrew Womack, Lance Wallnow, Bill Johnson, and others. These are people that teach from the Bible certain principles and ideas and concepts that are life-building, they're encouraging, they're challenging. Uh, Joel Osteen, whoever it is that you like to listen to. But I'm going to make it a point every morning to not only read the scriptures myself, but also listen to someone else exhorting me and training me and teaching me in the Word of God. The third thing I'm going to be doing every day is I'm going to be spending a block of 15 to 20 minutes in what I call presence time. Not present time, but presence time. Meaning, I want to just throw on my headphones, put on some instrumental music, and just kind of allow myself to go another place, to be in the presence of my Heavenly Father, to just hang with Him, be with Him, hear His voice, just be with Him. Worship time, whatever you want to call it. But it's just, maybe for you it's meditation time. Maybe for you it's time where you put on uh, some ambient music, and you just focus in your mind and and focus clearly on positive things. However that looks for you, for me it's called presence time. So my daily Bible reading, a daily sermon or presentation, and my presence time, my worship time. Number four, every day, every day, I'm going to read at least one to two chapters in a book, a positive book, a life-building book, a skill-building book, a a book that's building me up and making me a better leader, a better person, a better husband, a better father, daily book reading. Number five, in addition to my Bible reading and my daily sermon, my presence time, and my book reading, I also am going to spend a minimum of 30 to 45 minutes a day listening to a personal development program on audio. You say, Brian, why, why are you doing all this extra input? Well, here's the thing. I want to fill myself up with positive life-building inputs. So this personal development piece of this is listening to people like Jim Rohn and Les Brown, Earl Nightingale, Brian Tracy, Tony Robbins, whoever it is that, that inspires you, that challenges you, that builds you up. 
Number six, if not daily, certainly weekly, I'm going to have input from my mastermind group. I'm going to open my life up to a, a higher level of accountability from this group of people that I do life with and do business with. Number seven, I'm going to be very intentional about scheduling social time with positive and well-balanced friends and family. (laughs) That is to imply that not all friends and not all family are positive and well-balanced. But I do believe you need to interface with other people. I do believe that relationship and community, those things are so important to where it is we're trying to go in growing our life, growing our leadership. So the positives, again, the things I'm going to be filling up and building my life with are Bible reading, a daily sermon or or presentation from people that I enjoy listening to, presence time or worship time, meditation time. Number four, daily book reading. Number five, every day listening to personal development programs by people that I enjoy that challenge me. Number six, input from my mastermind group and accountability, positive input. And, of course, time with friends and family that build me up. In my case, a part of this 90-day thing is going to be really cool because I'm going to be on a bit of a sabbatical this year. And this may sound like an oxymoron, but it's it's a bit of a working sabbatical. Uh, one or two weeks I'll be working, but uh, but the work to me is very therapeutic because it's, it's loving other people and encouraging other people. But I'm going to spend three or four weeks this year in the mountains of Colorado, one of the most beautiful places, one of the most incredible environments for just unplugging and unplugging from work and not having to perform for anybody, not striving to accomplish these tasks, but rather be focused on filling up and being energized and getting a reset, reset for the month ahead, months ahead. What about you? What about you? As I close this episode I want to ask you, are you immersed in the toxic ramblings of the pundits and political hacks of our day? Are you addicted to the negative news cycles and because of that you're being intoxicated literally with fear, with hopelessness, with strife? Are you constantly taking in visual or audible stimulation that causes your mind to dwell on the bad that's in this world? Are you escaping life by immersing yourself in entertainment and drama and television? What's the condition of your heart right now? How is your attitude? Are you really being honest with yourself about your current mental, emotional, and spiritual state? Maybe you need a break. Maybe you're in need of a very real detox. If so, I want to ask you, go back through this episode. Listen to some of the things that that we've been inspired to do as we pursue becoming more healthy in our mind, our body, our spirit. If you are in the same place I'm in and you have this agitation, this anger, this frustrating thing just bubbling on the inside of you, I want to encourage you. Let's unplug. Let's detox. Let's get healthy in our mind and in our spirit. Join me. Come on, 90 days. You can do anything for 90 days. Reclaim your environment. 
reclaim your heart, reclaim hope, and reclaim beautiful and wonderful possibilities. You can find extensive show notes for this episode at brianholmes.com forward slash 161. And uh, I want to just provide you pretty detailed stuff there so you can take that, print it up, and uh, follow along with us. Don't just follow me. Do the deal. Detox. We still have available our four cornerstones for strategic living online course, our gift to you for subscribing to our weekly email updates. I encourage you, if you've not already done so, get a hold of that. Boy, that that video course will help you even in this process. Also want to invite you to share this episode with your friends on social media, wherever you hang out, word of mouth, whatever it is you do to let people know what you're taking in that's positive, that's uplifting, that's encouraging. Share this with them. Let them know about brianholmes.com and all the things that we're offering there to, to add some positive things to your life. I want to share with you again that we are still open for enrollment or application into the Strategic Influencers Mastermind Group. We have one or two spots available, and I want you to consider becoming a part of a, a mastermind group. We did an entire episode on this not too long ago. You can go to our website and find that very easily. But I want you to, to look at the benefits, the blessing, the life, the, the input, the strategies, the collaboration that takes place when you join with other like-minded people and you are committed to helping them to succeed in their calling in their life. It's a very powerful thing. Go to brianholmes.com forward slash mastermind, brianholmes.com forward slash mastermind to find out more about that. I have a few closing thoughts for you. Really, I have just one. I want to leave you with a passage from the scripture that I believe speaks to what we're talking about today. Philippians chapter four, verse four to eight says this, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say, be full of joy. Let your gentle spirit be known to all men. The Lord is near. And here it is. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer with thanksgiving. Let your request and your needs be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, comprehension, will guard your hearts and will guard your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, my brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is of good repute, if there's any excellence and if anything worthy of praise, Dwell on these things. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Strategic Leader Podcast. We trust that this program has added value to your life and to the development of your leadership potential. You can join our growing community of strategic influencers by connecting with us at brianholmes.com 
and by sharing this podcast with others who are seeking to take their life and leadership to the next level. May God bless you immensely. And until next time, remember this, you are created to lead.